podcast. On podcast. Between you and me. Between you and me. Hey, so, um, today we're gonna have a discussion. Yes, sir. And what are we talking about? I don't know. It's a toss up, man. I was, I actually, I, this is Black History Month, so it's gonna be Black History in focus, but it's gonna be Valentine's Day, man. I kind of thought about Valentine's what? Day and it, you know, just, I don't know, throw a spice out. But all right. I, I need to check back. <laughs> All right, we'll go back to we'll go back to um Black History Month and and end the Black History Month. So, um for the second time in about a week, uh we watched Judas and the Black Messiah. Second time. Yeah. It was like the first time for you, but it was the second time. I mean, I kind of saw it the first time. But yes. So, we watched Blues and Judas and the Black Messiah and um it's a pretty good movie. I mean, I I guess we're not in the business of plugging things, but I think it'll it'll be a pretty good movie for you to watch. Um, it it has some historical context, but there were some key takeaways and some key things that I saw in Judas and Black Messiah. I had to verify my facts. Did you? Mm-hmm. Well, go ahead. You had to verify that tomorrow's Valentine's Day. You gonna see what my facts are when I put them out. Oh, okay. My bad, bro. All right. So yeah. So um, I was just yeah. Um, so there there were some some things that I I noticed in the movie that were like. Just, I mean, just just things that I think is one to grow by. All right. And so um, I just wanted to kind of have an open discussion on um, what those things were for me and see how you feel about them. Okay. That sounds good to me, sir. But I'm, I'm going to let you, well, I don't know. I mean, you wanted me to watch the movie. I wanted to watch the movie from the time I saw the trailer. What was your thought about it? Uh, I can tell you what led up to... Kind of, I guess, me being interested in the movie and all that type of stuff. So, for me, I recall seeing the trailer. And I guess it was like the second official trailer or whatever. But I just remember um, it had the voiceover of the girl doing the poetry. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh Uh-huh. And she had the quote that I really liked uh, that I always end up having to paraphrase. But basically, it was saying, uh, but we scream... I know we sing, we shout, and we scream this anthem, but it is power to the people really worth their ransom. Yeah, yeah. And so that was what I heard in the trailer that made me want to see the movie in general. And also it just made me want to, because I just heard it, I wasn't really paying attention to the trailer, and that made me actually want to go out and do, uh, I guess, more research and look into the movie some more. So I was already excited to see it. And then... I don't know, one of my friends hit me up, uh, and there's, like, a viewing for it online. Yeah. Um, it was, like, a week or two before it came out, so I got to see it a little bit early, and I really enjoyed it. Uh, what was the original question you asked me? No, you're doing it. Okay. Yeah, just, I mean, because it's not necessarily a spoiler alert. I just want to make sure I was um, hitting the stuff. No, no, I just want to think, um, what was your thought that's about it? That's movie? one of the things we talked about yeah. in, sto- in the spoilers, because some of us saw it, but uh, other people in the group that didn't, yeah. he's like, ah, don't spoil the movie. Yeah. He's like, it's history. Yeah. It happened. It happened. There are no spoilers. We know what happened. Well, uh, But yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. No spoilers. All right. So, no spoiler alert. No no spoilers. So, I mean, you're still going to be, but I I mean, the things that I think I'm, I'm, well, I'm going to treat people like. Like what? They have um context of certain things. Okay. Like the name of the movie is Judas and the Black Messiah. Yes, it is. So I'm, you, like, I'm gonna be expecting the listeners to make the connections. Yeah, it was interesting from that man, from that perspective. But yeah, because the first time I saw it, since you said I didn't see it, 
I didn't make that connection. And the second time, I was like, oh. You didn't make that connection? Well, I mean, it's probably because I didn't really see it. Because yeah. I was like, otherwise occupied. I tried when to he's talking, it. didn't really see it. It was like the last <laughs> 20 minutes of the movie. And he was going to ask me, yo, who, who's that person? And it's a main character I, I kinda saw movie. it. I kind of saw it. I was in a Zoom, a Zoom meeting when, when it was on. And I, I was otherwise occupied. So I was trying to pay attention to what I was supposed to be paying attention to. Yes, sir. Kudos, so, kudos. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, so um the first the first thing, and it's 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 almost right out the bat, right out the bat, um, that struck me about the movie. And um it's it's one of the main characters and he got in trouble. Uh-huh. And rather than um being willing to suffer the consequences, if suffering is such a word, but in in in, in instead of being willing to own up to his mistake and live with the consequences. Um, he was offered a shortcut, and he took it. Right. He took it. And it set the stage for a whole lot of stuff. And I'm not going to talk about I, mean, I don't. I don't want this to be a spoiler alert um, to, down to, to the final result. But when it happened in the movie, man, I was like, dang, he ought to know he's setting himself up for failure. Right. You know what I'm saying? And it was like um, he was offered a way out, and it was like you can get A, a or B, right? No, no. No, you can get A and B mm-hmm. or you could just walk away. Right. And and for him, just walking away seemed to be the best option. Right. Except, in his head. Go ahead. I was just saying in his head. In his head, man. Except for it was the it was it really turned out to be the worst option. Because there was a, a part of the movie where it came back. Yeah, I just think it was typical. It was typical of what? Uh it's funny because we were just watching a movie. I say it's funny, but Oh yeah, you well, yeah. Right. But I mean Life be funny, man. I just be, I just be sitting back laughing. Yeah. It whatever. That was funny, sir. Ha, <laughs> 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 um, But we were watching Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange, yeah. Earlier today. And one of the characters was, like, the bill is always paid. The fee is always paid. Oh, uh, yeah. Things the bill come back come around. Do. The, the bill, bill always comes due. That's always what he was do. saying. That's what he said. And so it was one of those situations. The bill always comes due. So it, it, it was one of those situations where... Oh, maybe I'm getting off scot free. Maybe I don't have to deal with consequences. Right, right. Oh, it's just this easy. But no, uh, when you try to put things like that off and you try to wheeze your way out of consequence and all that, uh, the bill does always, always come, come due. due. Um, we, so, we have this saying that we, we're fond of saying that you can choose your choices, but you, you can't, can't choose your consequences. consequences. Yeah. Yes. And so um, this particular character chose his choices. And um, he thought he was choosing his consequences, right. except his consequences were compounded because he was offered a way out. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so, I mean, for me, it was a real big lesson learned. Um, you know, for people who are listening right here today, I mean, if I mean, if you're gonna do something, stand up, stand up, like own Say up to what you're gonna do. Like, like you know, I, I always t- tell you to, you know. Uh, what's the best that can happen? What's the worst that can happen? Like, make, right. like understand those understand those ramifications for your decision before you get into it. Um, at least try to think about it. Yeah, at least try to think about try. it. Because this dude, man. Anyway, I just I, I'm I'm not I'm not again not gonna be a spoiler alert, but just know like there was a decision you made. Say, you can't say just know. Well, no, I'm, I'm saying no. I want you to I want you to understand that there was a decision made. That it could have been easier. It could have been easier. I mean, right. he would have had to pay for it. I right. mean, he, he, he did pay for it, but, but I mean, he had to pay for it twice. Man, he paid for it like two, three times. If you pay your bill on time, you don't have to do with interest. Right. You don't. Have to, I like that, man. That might be quotable. Huh. 
Okay. Thank you, smart for some reason. Whatever, sir. All right. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So yeah, that, that 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 was the first big thing for me. Like right off the bat, it's like, dude, no, don't do it. No, don't do it. No, don't do it. Okay, you did it. Mm-hmm. It's coming due. So go ahead. I what do you mean? Go ahead. I, I, you supposed to be telling me? Was there anything that impacted you? Oh, I was just kind of going along with um that whole ride of that one. Okay. Um, and I'm not sure if this is gonna be one of your points, but we did kind of get at the um. You had two similar almost types of people um on opposing sides. Yeah, yeah. Cuz yeah, yeah. you have um the, the the one character and you have the officer as well. Mm-hmm. And how there's contrast there, mm-hmm. but then you kind of see some similarities. similarities. Yeah, yeah. And we we're just talking about like uh a snake versus a rat or like a snake is a snake as a snake is a snake, rat is a rat, is a rat is a rat. Um just kind of see some similarities throughout there and um kind of contributing or like you you see that in real life mm-hmm. like when the way i think the film is given off it seems so real and grounded in reality by the way of you can look at a character and be like oh i know somebody like that right. i've dealt with somebody like that uh-huh. that type of thing so i think they did a um a great job of doing that oh I'm, and i'm gonna flush it out a little more because i mean I, you're right it was a contra- it, it, it was like too opposing that that mm-hmm. that seemed similar Right. Right. I didn't want to dive into it too much because I didn't know if it was one of your points. Well, it actually um, maybe was, maybe one. I don't know. I mean, but anyway, I, I think it was. To, to, to a certain extent, it was. To a certain extent, it was. Mm-hmm. But I was just going to, I'm going to use your point, and then I'll just talk about it from that perspective. Because to add to that, one of the big parts of the movie, and this, I mean, is the guy was saying, they're no different than the clan. Oh yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying, right? <laughs> and that was that was an interesting thing, and it was like it was okay. an interesting perspective. It was an interesting perspective because you know from from what the movie was saying or what the guy was saying in the movie, and and, and you I'm like like you comparing the police officer and this other character, mm-hmm. but this police officer was saying, look, I mean, you can look at um in this case it was the the Black Panther Party, right? Um, but the Black Panther Party is no different than the Klan. I mean, they just they they both their genders they're just radical are, are, are equally as radical, and um I, I, that was an interesting contrast, but similarity, but right. similarity. Um, if I if you want me to go a little further, or if, if, if where my part, the, what, what I was thinking about that connected to that was how um same character thought because he could sit down and eat with the cop, because he could meet with the cop that he was the same as the cop. Right. This is um kind of how I lay that out there. Dang, I lost my train of thought right as I said that. Basically, like, so what's the saying? Like, they sold you some damaged goods? Basically, like... A bill of goods? No? Okay. I don't know. I, I don't, I, don't, I could be wrong, but I'm thinking damaged goods. Okay. But uh, ooh, J. Cole has a um a bar about that. Like maybe they um he's basically saying they let a brother uh steer their ship, but never told him that the ship was sinking. Wow. Okay. But what I, which is kind of off. But what I'm getting to, the point I'm getting to, is like you're sold this pretty picture, and it's pretty for so long until you're allowed to see the reality behind it. Mm-hmm. Like they was painting, like making this dude feel like he was something different. Oh, they care about you. They mm-hmm. see you yeah. in a different light. But when it all gets down to the end game, when it's me versus you, it's like. It's always me. It's right. Always and me. so 
yeah, we cool while we're cool, but then when I'm trying to get off, yeah, yeah, and, we're and, no longer as cool as you thought we were. And I think we talked about this before in the podcast, like in the very beginning when I was talking about um, humans by themselves don't possess the characteristics to be friends. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it's just that that there's something innate in us that um, makes me want to win. Survival. Survival. Okay, survival. Survival. I guess that is it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it which. Which is also goes back to that same compare and contrast because at the end of the day, they both were like everybody was doing things for survival. Right. Well, not everybody, which would be my third. Well, that's what I was going to say, because it's not the gravity wasn't the same with Mm -hmm. everyone. But there was this theme of me versus you. Like, I'm good with you until it comes down to my consequences reaching me. Right. And then it kicks in survival. Um. Yeah, we were cool before, but hey, I gotta survive. This, this type of thing, so I kind of have to distance myself from. And you. it's it's funny. It's a um, it's a, it's a it's it's this story that people tell, and it's it's a couple of them. And I'm getting them mixed up, but one of them is a snake, right? Mm-hmm. And you get a snake out of trouble, and then the snake bites you, and then you look at it and say, "Well, Mister Snake, I got you. I, I got you out of the trap. Why you bite me?" The and the snake looks up and say, "But I'm a snake. Right. <laughs> I'm doing what a snake does." And so it's almost like um, these two characters, um, one character put a trust in this, in the police officer um, to take care of him because he thought he was, he thought him and the police officer had come to an understanding or he thought that he had arrived or he thought he was, you know, um, on the same level with the, well, maybe not on the same level, but in the same club right. with the police officer. And uh, the police officer quickly reminded him um, when his back was up against the wall, hey, no, nah, you know, I got this on you. Can we flip this for a second? Yeah, go ahead. I, I want to spit something to you real quick. Okay. See how you feel about it. All right. Um, which we kind of had this conversation before, but we often talk about this, yeah, especially in a time such as this, Black History Month, but we talk about the black middle class and how the whole almost estrangement um that you get with some people as they transition between class. Uh-huh. Yep. Okay. Um, like a lot of times when you see lower class to middle class, or like basically people getting in the group and thinking they one of the boys now. <laughs> Oreo. Anyway, go ahead. Right. And so I feel like uh I don't know, you you've had more thoughts on this. I've had more experience with than, it. right. Than I have. Mm-hmm. Um would you want to give any insight to that situation or how you feel about that situation? Well, yeah, it's, it, it is interesting. Um, and, and, well, I used to tell you about it even from a school perspective. I call this the one and only syndrome, one of only syndrome. Right. You know what I'm saying? And it's like we get to a place where um, we get accepted into a a, a group. Mm-hmm. And because we get accepted into a group, we are um, jaded into believing that we're the only people qualified to be in that group. Right. And so we turn around and we start treating other people that are the same class, persuasion, gender, or whatever it is, as us, as being less than, because now we identify with the group that has allowed us in. Mm-hmm. And um, NWA had a bar about that. Did they, what was it? I can't say it. Okay. Um, but it was fire. <laughs> flames. <laughs> and so it's, it's and it, it, but you know, and there are so many scenarios, but I mean, I, I remember, you know, back in the day, we used to call people snowflakes, we call them Oreos, you know, all kinds of things. But it's those people who find themselves, um, being being fortunate enough to get invited into the good old boys club and then thinking they're a good old boy. Nah, bro, they needed a quota. And it's interesting because I, I found myself 
um, the older I get, the I guess, and you you say I'm um, what did you say I am? You call me something. Um, conservative? No, not conservative. You, you you say I always buck the system. Remember you just you just uh, said it about me today, and it's like I I, I got you always trying to go against the wave. That, yeah, I said man. that about you today, and it's like. Yeah, I, I don't think I want to go. I don't, I don't think I want to go with the wave today. I don't think I want to be accepted in the good old boys club. And I know for me, it's interesting. My, I, I have this concept where I said, you know, we emulate some character or ca- character that we learned as a child. And I always say, I am Robin Hood. And that what that looks like for me is I've been in a position, uh, my whole life, where I've actually been blessed and fortunate enough to make it into some type of club, to make it into some type of opportunity, to get some type of opportunity that others may not have gotten or may not have been privy to. And for me, the fulfillment that I get is being able to turn around and either, you know, hold the door open or crack the door or, you know, unlock the door or even kick the door, you know, kick the door in or kick the door out in this case so that I can allow other people that look like me that, may have had to go through a little more struggle than I did, but have the same amount of ambition as I do um, to allow them to come in. And that's what I get my fulfillment from. And even what I do now, it's all about, um, because I've had access to mindsets and access to boardrooms and access to C-suites, being able to share that information with people so that it's easier for them to gain that same access as opposed to, um, thinking that it's something about me, something about my merit that put me in that position that kept other people out. Because mm-hmm. I mean, like at the end of the day, it's not about you. No, anybody. I was in all. the. Uh, I was in the movie too, but like you're put in position to for a platform, right? Honestly, right. How do you choose to use your platform? How do you choose to use your position? Is it all about you and your selfish gain? And your selfish goals, or is it about um, power to people? Yeah, yeah, basically. And and, and so with that, I'm gonna I'm segue into my third point. Okay, right. And so my third point was the main character, right? Mm-hmm. And the main character was um, I don't even know who you talking about. Abraham, right? Okay, cool. Yeah, cool. main character. And uh, his thing was, well, first of all, the thing that blew me away, the thing that blew me away, and because of the historical perspective. If you do, if you do any any research on the characters, what I'm about to tell you is not a spoiler alert. Mm-hmm. But it blew my mind. Dude was 21 years old. Yeah, 21 years old. You know what I'm saying? And and when I think about how convicted he was, or I mean, you, you know what? If you think about the, the 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 time frame of the movie, I mean, he had to start out when he was what 17, 18 years old. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And if you think about his the level of his conviction. The level of his um, wanting to give back, the level of him wanting to create opportunity and access for others at such a young age, that's what he used his platform for. Like, he was able to unite so many people. He was able to do so much for the community. Um, That was just, it was mind-blowing for me. And that level, especially with this being Black History Month, that level of commitment at an early age just inspires me. And it's, it, I mean, it really was awe-inspiring. And it reminded me, he, like, he embodied a quote from another movie to me, which I brought up recently, which is The Hate You Give mm-hmm. uh, from the lawn scene. And, I, and it, it, for the people that heard about it beforehand, I will say I have gone back and watched the lawn scene multiple times. It's still yeah. fire. 
But um, one of the things that was mentioned in Lon's scene uh, is a quote that I love, and it's uh, reasons to live give reasons to die. Yeah, yeah. And I just felt like the way that this character was portrayed in the movie just really embodied that reasons to live give reasons to die because he was willing to put any sacrifice that there was. It was it really wasn't about him to himself. Right. It was about the people. And there's even um like because people always talk about this is a dangerous position that you're in, like people are gunning for you, all of that. And in his head it's always like, but when I committed my life to this, I committed my life to this. Which even goes to the quote that you that you like from the movie. Reasons to live, the reasons to die. It's no, like not, not that one. Oh, which one? The one that you was talking about, um, is it worth the ransom? Oh, is it worth the ransom? Yeah. Right. And so just the whole perspective of like someone even asked us, like, um, you basically it was like something like you saw Martin, you saw whoever, like all these other people and what have happened to them. And like his response to it, which I love was, it's the same thing that's gonna happen to us. Right. Right. And but they they put everything on the line for the people and we'd be so lucky. Right. And so just that whole perspective and that feeling, that pure selfishness and conviction and passion at a young age, uh, was really awe inspiring, I think. Cause like that's the only reason that's the only way to live. Like and I'm not saying that's the only way to exist or the only way to breathe or the only way to um you know, just muddle through life. Like if you really talking about living, it's it's having something to die for. Right. It's like Real having talk. something to lay it all on the line for. And that's the thing that gives you wings, that gives you breath, that just really gives you that fuel to get get up every day and go about doing something. And so it yeah, it just it just blew my mind that how young this guy was, how big of an impact he had, and he was not afraid to die. Like you said, he was not afraid to die. Um, was afraid to I like the part. Give it all. I, I like the part where he said, "You can kill a revolutionary, but you can't, can't kill a revolution." revolution. Right. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, wow, like for real, for real. Like it's all about the people. Was what he was saying. And so it's all about sparking a change. Spark, you know, being a spark that makes a change, and realizing that that's all you are. You're a spark. Mm-hmm. Like if you look at it from, um, like even from a biblical perspective, how we talk sometimes from a biblical perspective, perspective. It says one plants, one waters, and God grants the increase. And when you realize that, you know, your job is to be a part of the process and not the process, right. you realize that your demise may not be a negative thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Not that, it, not that anybody should go out and try to be a martyr. And it's I don't funny. think he was being a martyr. They talk about, um, I'm reading The Alchemist right now. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because he, he talks about, they talk about this in the book a little bit. Uh, it's a point where basically the alchemist talks a lot about chasing your, what do they call it? Your legend, your, your something legend, like your dream legend, your personal, basically like your personal goals, your aspirations, your dreams, you're chasing that. And a lot of people avoid that path. A lot of people don't, um, a, a path pursuing that, um, that dream for yourself mm-hmm. will upset your apple cart, basically. Like, it's not necessarily going to be the easiest thing to do or the most easy thing to get into, but as long as you're going down that path, it brings this level of um, content for life 
Right. Like you're content with your life. And so they even talk about at one point in the book, like, I mean, I've done so much. I've come so far. Now's as good of a day to die as any. Yeah. And I, I can't wait till you can finish reading The Alchemist so we can sit down and have a conversation about it. Because, I mean, it's like, it it is a great book. I mean, like, if I'm plugging anything, if I'm plugging books, The Alchemist is a good one to plug. I don't say what I think about it. Huh? I said I won't say what I think about it yet. Well, as long as you don't, well, it don't matter to me what you think about it because I know what it is. It's fire. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's um, you mean your your, your assessment of the book? Or yeah, I, I won't give my full assessment until we have the conversation. Okay, all right, yeah. So I, it, but it, it's all about that um, about the journey. Right. It's about the journey. It's like where am I going? You know, what am I doing? What what what, what, what getting up today? What does it mean? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, I got my voicemail says if you still breathing, you on purpose. You know right. what I'm saying? That means if you still breathing, you still have a way and a reason to make a difference. Right. Will you? Will you? And really, just seeing that in somebody so young, yes, it's so crazy. Oh my god! Because like to be like he was young, young, be 21 to be like have so much belief and fearless, fearless. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, yeah. crazy. Yeah. This, I mean, see, I. I suggest you see the movie. I suggest you see the movie and be inspired. And be inspired. Because, I mean, again, this, this is Black History Month, and it's not just for black people, but, I mean, you know, it, it, if there's a black empowerment month, I think this would be it. True. I mean, even speaking on a character or a person such as Fred Hampton was, he wasn't even all about just the black. Yeah, I wasn't going to bring that up, but, yeah, you're right. Well, I mean, that's just something about him. He was all about the empowerment of all the people. Right. He was about the empowerment of all the people. He was. Um, but just, just, I mean, those, those were some, some key takeaways for me, um, from the movie. And there were so many more, but just, just, if I want to jot, I mean, just get out the three, um, it's like you choose your choices, but you can't choose your consequences. So if you do something wrong, go and pay, pay for it because your bill going to come due. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, the other one is, um, uh, I, I can't even, I couldn't think of a way to summarize that. What the second one or the first one? The second one. I mean. Like, you ain't the only person that's going to get in the good boys club, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, as a matter of fact, I got a better one for you. Use your if platform. They, if they invite you into the good old boys club, you better you better bring somebody else in so you can have somebody to watch your back. Because mm-hmm. they not. <laughs> um, and then, and just, just, just uh, the age that Fred Hampton was and being so young and convinced and convicted. If by he can his, do it, we can do it. Yeah, if he can do it, we can do it. All right, so, what, so, so you got any other takeaways that you got from the movie? Um... Of not just speaking on the movie, I don't know what I would say. I enjoyed the movie enough that I saw it twice, um, and I would watch it again. I think it's a good movie to watch. Um, and I think it's not. It, it was a movie that didn't just play into the trauma of black people, especially, right? right. Uh, because we have a lot of like trauma flicks. Um, like with our, our slavery flicks and all that type of stuff, just kind of um, putting, which which is something because I was even just watching a podcast and they were talking about this earlier today, but how black people are always labeled as the struggle and as the trauma and all this when like black people will really be so much more, mm-hmm. and so that's why some people have problems with trauma flicks or flicks like this, but I feel like it did a great job of. It wasn't about the trauma. It wasn't about the situation. It was about the characters. Right. It That was my favorite thing about it. It breathed life into these people. You didn't just see them as like, 
uh, a radical group or things like that. You saw the life in each character. And it's true because, you know, if you think about it from the outset of the movie, um, I think it framed it. It framed it in such a way that you would go into the movie thinking, oh, here they go again. Right. You know what I'm saying? And then the movie was just not that way. Um, one thing, the, the thoughts that I just had when you were saying that, I mean, it, it reminds me of what um, John Lewis and Good Trouble. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And thinking about um, what Fred Hampton did and um, <laughs> yeah, just Good Trouble. You know, getting in Good Trouble. Um, it he He was doing so much that the powers that be didn't even know what to do with him. Right. Do we lock him up? Do we kill him? You know what I'm saying? Do we like him? But I mean, how, how should we handle him? I mean, because he he like the more I, I the more the more pressure we put on him, the more he does. The more he does, right? And so, what if we lived our lives that way? Right. Like the more pressure they put on us, the more we did. Mm-hmm. As opposed to when when pressure start coming, fold we shut it, it down. Yeah, right. we fold. Yeah, I mean, we even talked about that a while ago. If you want change then you can't, I mean, change naturally upsets the balance of things. People don't just accept change readily. Change has to be believed in. And um, it it takes you believing in your change and doing what it takes and pushing through the uh, adversity of your change in order for you to truly make impact with the change you want. Yeah. Um, and so you can't fold for the sake of, the sake of avoiding adversity and those nah, type of things. Nah, for real. If you're truly trying to um, see change being made, yeah, man, and, and make some good trouble. Mm-hmm. <laughs> make some good trouble. Find your passion. Find what you're passionate about. Find your platform. Um, stand on your platform. Stand on your platform. Make a difference in this world. Mm-hmm. Make a difference in this. World. No question. Do you still plan on talking about? You said something about like. Oh, Valentine's Day? Valentine's Day. Uh, you had something you want to talk about Valentine's That's Day? That's what my, own, my my fact was coming from. Well, go on, give me your fact, because no, I wasn't going to talk about it. Go I was just going to say, today is, um, well, today is in the 13th of is February. Is Break Up With Your Boo Day? No. Oh, okay. Actually, it's National Black Love Day or something okay. like that. Okay. Black Relationship, Black Love, something like that. Okay, well, go on, give me my quote. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it's it's Black Love Day. And what that mean? To the day of black love. Oh, okay. So tomorrow Celebrate can't be black love? Folk. Huh? So tomorrow's not black love day? I mean, every day is black love day, but this is the day that it's nationally recognized. recognized. Okay. Yes, sir. Well. Just that was an interesting fact to it. That is an interesting fact to it. Happy black love day. Yes. All right. Love you, son. <laughs> oh, so it ain't national black love day. I mean, you just put me on the spot. Oh, my I was supposed to say, I love you on the airway. I mean, look, I said on the airway. I, I, you I said, love you, man. Whatever. You all right. You all right, too. You a real, a real good dude. Whatever. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Anyway, so anything else we got? Um, that, was, that was it for me. All right, cool. Bum Podcast. Bum Podcast. Between You and Me. Between You and Me. Black History Edition. Mm. Holla. Holla. Holla.